so wonderful. Welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. My name is Daniel Carroll, and this is episode 78, and we are talking Mario Golf for the N64. Look, we have to calm down, don't we? The past few weeks, I've just been getting angry over terrible video games, and I thought, you know what? Let's just hit the green. Let's hit the course. Let's go get the clubs. And go just chill out and play a nice game of golf. Yes, golf can be stressful in its own way. But this game, I honestly find if I'm ever stressed. and never really got angry when I played this as a kid. But it was just nice to just ah, have a nice little game. It's, there's no big, oh my god, hit, hit the ball, go tiger. You know, what was the thing with the tiger? I can't remember. What they used to say when Tiger Woods was on the, the the course, but just so calm, like the nice ah yes, hit the green, yeah, well done. I just like that. It's nice calm. I can get in my zen. I I do like playing golf. Me personally, I'm not good at it, but I like playing it because it's just nice. It's just calm. And I feel that's what this game is. It's a very nice introduction. There's no chaos, although it does bring chaos into the series later on. It's a nice relaxing time. And joining me this week is Dave from the Remember 64 podcast. So Dave's been on a few times. And after today, me and Dave, well, gets a bit silly. Because Dave decided, well, let's start doing a randomizer for our next games. So we've done the next game that has been already played and recorded. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And the one he's doing after that is one of those, oh, for Christ's sake. So when Dave comes on, we do N64 games with him. Don't be expecting the usual traditional, oh, let's do Zelda, let's do a of time, let's do Majora's Mask. No, it's always going to be after this point, random games with Dave. If we ever get a good one, it's like, wow, okay, so the randomizer helped us out. But yeah, let's just enjoy this one, shall we? Now, if you are just here for Mario 64, sorry, my 64, Mario Golf, maybe go about half an hour, 40 minutes down the line, and you can just go to it and just, just enjoy your golf. But please stay. We have a bit of fun. We do our little games. We have loads of things to talk about. We like to do before that. But let's get the plugs out of the way before we get into the main get main show. Wherever you're listening to this show, please give it a five-star review. Tell me it's good, tell me it's bad, and whenever you see the, the show pop up on your socials, whether it's this or DLC, please give it a retweet and a share. It just really helps the show get out there. And if you want to help support the show financially, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash RetroWars, where for $1 each week, I keep saying that each week, each month, you get access to your own show called DLC. This could be top 10s, modern day game reviews or gaming events. As a bit of a sneak peek, this is episode 51, where I did a modern game re review of Fire Emblem Engage, which I finally finished. Compared to other Fire Emblems, this is basically Fire Emblem, the anime. That's how you had to 
say that. Like, what kind of gives it away? I don't know. Is it the colourful characters on the box art? Is it the anime song that goes on every time and you hit your bloody go into the game? Or is it the voice actors? Like, everyone is literally... I was like, that's from anime. That's from anime. Like, one of my characters, one of your helpers, is Deku. I was like, holy shit, that's Deku. That's Deku. I, he's in my squad. I don't care if he's a shit character. He's in my squad, and he was from day dot. And one of the kings in the game is Vegeta slash All Might. I was like, holy shit! And that was episode 51, and we're in my review of Fire Emblem Engage. Now, next week, I'm going to be talking about basically the problems of existing video games. And so, in particular, retro video games. I had this thought when playing Fire Emblem Engage, and I was like, hang on, I want to play the other Fire Emblems. Eh, eh, you can't. So, I'm going to go into a rant of basically how it's just becoming impossible to access old video games which is shit really so that'll be coming out on friday now to also let you know that five percent of all our patreon fund each month goes to a uk charity called get well gamers and they help provide consoles and games to 150 children's wards across the uk now we haven't raised that much so far but it's only about just over four dollars and i know that's tiny but i hope one day it's going to grow and grow and grow and we can get to the stage where we can actually say oh here's a game here's a console because i think it'd be really cool if you want to help donate directly, if you've got any old games you don't want anymore, rather than just say, oh, I could sell her for five bucks, please just donate them to the charity, and the link is in the description below. Additionally, you'll get the chance to access to our own Discord, Discord. you get the chance to message me one-on-one, and you can take part in all of our shows of 16 Bits of Nonsense, Survive or Die, DLC, or comment on our Game of the Week. Okay, right, let's get into our first section, which is our new section, and again, that's wrong. Uh, it's too early. I've had a bad week. Leave you alone. It's our letter section, which we call 16 Bits of Nonsense. <music> 16 Bits of Nonsense is our letter section where the Patreon members can pretty much ask whatever they want. Now, first up, Captain N says, By the time I get down to this section, my brain is already fried. Mate, I know exactly how you feel. My brain is not working today. Funny how it will be the first section of the podcast. This week isn't so much a question as a series of scathing observations. Oh, here we go. One, fire is hot. Well done. Two, Danny is not fire. Therefore, Danny is not hot. In case any listeners are wondering. Really? Really? How do you know I'm not hot? How do you know I am literally not God's gift? I am literally, you know, anywhere else, I'd be a 10. But here, I'm just Ken. Oh, my God, I saw Barbie. Funny, 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 funny. I'll go into it later. You horrible. That's mean, Captain N. I am fire. I'm literally sizzling. Literally, when, you know, the, Australia don't need the sun, they just call me. And I rock out the house and go, oh, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm some fat, overweight human being who really does need to lose about 20 kilos. That's about it for me, really. It's amazing I still am able to run around a football pitch. It's hilarious. Uh, Chris Copleen says, oh, he's got an essay. He's got an essay. Dear Chuck Smutty Satin Dud, it's not, stop bringing your satin into it. Since you're doing an N64 game this week, I've got to wonder, have you thought about shifting your misplaced hatred for the satin to the N64? No, no. 
We all know the Saturn has the better fighting games. I have to kind of rely on that. Uh, RPGs, controller, and has aged better graphically. Plus, other podcasts have already claimed Saturn hate. Yeah, right. Yes, they have claimed Saturn hate. That's very true. Other podcasts have done that. The problem is, is that you all think, oh, because this podcast won't allow it, we're just going to go to another podcast and spread here. That's the only reason why we got this Saturnian hate. It's because you bastards have jumped from one, come to the other, and think it's okay. It ain't a plague. You can't just infest podcasts that have these sort of question sections and then just go, oh, let's get him into Saturn games. No, because if I allow you to jump from one show to another and then basically play Saturn games, this will just become a Saturn show. And then literally I'll like in- be infected with this Saturn disease. And then you'll look, you'll go, right, he's done. This show's done. Retro Wars is done. Where's the next one we can go to? And then you'll go to something like Remember 64. And then you'll say, I know you've been doing 64 games all this time. Why don't you just fuck that idea off and then just become a Sega Saturn podcast? And then Dave will get infested and it'll be Remember Saturn. And you literally will be everywhere. You are like a freaking plague. I swear to God, we get to 100 Patreons. I'm releasing that T-shirt. That T-shirt design is coming out. Are basically you lot because you're just disgusting. And he's still going on, by the way, Chris. I'm just basically just picking up on his point. You could continue with your continent's legacy of hating Nintendo and celebrating Sega. Yeah, I, I don't admire that. Plus, since you abhor smut, you've got to hate on the N64 controller. It looks like it can be used as a sex toy. Yeah, that's quite true. Although I never had a problem with the N64 controller. I don't know. Am I the only one who ever had a problem growing up? I think it's because it was that was it. Um. Just take a game with a heavy... Ru- oh, here we go. No, 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 no. We're not saying that because you're being rude. But, I, you know, I'll object it because you're being rude. Just take a game with a heavy rumble, oil up those prongs, and you don't even have to think about getting a partner for the night. See, I know I'm not objecting that because you could basically use your own imagination what's going to happen there. See, the N64 is objectionable. Think about it. Easy. <laughs> He's even, he's even kind of knowing I'm going to object it. But do you know what? I'm not objecting it because you didn't say what's going to happen with that N64 control. Had you said, oh, well, that, you, you oil up then, you put it there, then I'm going to object it. <laughs> the N64 is objectionable. See, this is why I love everyone. They know how I think. They know how I work. They know how my brain goes. I love it. Uh, finally, David G says, dear D, Xbox has just announced that a TMNT controller doubles as an essential oil diffuser with pizza-censored oils. I saw that. When do you think Xbox will get back to making games with their first-party developers? I don't know. Honestly, I saw this and went, make fucking games. Stop making shit. Like, oh, hey, it's not, this isn't shit. This is the, one of the best ideas ever. You know, like, it'd be even better if when you had the TME controller... Like Domino's nose or Pizza Hut, let's be honest, Pizza Hut, but with it, we don't have one around me. Like basically some pizzeria realizes shit, the plate of turtles. Get a pizza out there now. Stack pizza and some Pepsi. Other drinks are available. But you know, not that as if, you know, Coca-Cola are gonna sponsor this show. Let's be fucking <laughs> let's be honest. They they should basically have like pizzerias on standby for when I play a turtles game so I can just have a pizza by me. Uh, as to when Xbox are gonna make it God knows. Honestly, God fucking knows. And I've just seen 
the trailer for um, Armor Core 6. Make fucking games. You are going to get left behind. Although I know it does come out for the Xbox. But you're not making that game. You're not making that game. And people will be buying it for the PlayStation. Just saying that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Make your own games. Because this game looks awesome. People are going to go, oh, if we're going to buy it, I'll probably play it on PlayStation. Yeah. Okay, that is our letter section. Let's move into our new section, which we call Patch 78.0. Okay, Patch 78.0 is our new section where I look at what's been going on in the world of gaming, sprinkle my own thoughts and debate if there's any actually good in the world left. So first up, the Smash Bros. creator, um, good old Sakurai, has basically said, I can't imagine a Smash Bros. title without me. It's, it would be, oof, without Sakurai, yeah, what's going to happen there? So on his, on his YouTube channel, he's basically came out and said, for now at least, I can't really imagine a Smash Bros. title without me. I feel the same way President Iwata did when he informed the team of Smash Brothers Brawl. At present, we do not have anyone who could take the reins. So basically, he's saying there's not one plan for the future, although he did concede later on in the interview that there will be another one. There has to be. Eventually, another Smash Brothers will come out because that's how it works. Although I've constantly said, you don't just don't make another one, just keep adding DLC. That's how you basically do Smash Brothers. Yeah, when Sakurai basically, because he's done now, he, he doesn't do the next one, it will be a bit of a shock, because I like Sakurai's feel of the game. Obviously, Kirby's dead, you know, center of it all. But when he does his presentations, they're pretty cool. And to not see him go, like, you know, they do a character reveal, and he goes, whoa! I like them, and I like, he clearly loves this game. And you worry if he's not involved in the project, it'll take a direction that nobody likes. Like whoever does take this project on when it comes out, I'd say give it another five years. But whoever takes this project on is going to have literally the. <laughs> I feel sorry for him because there's going to be so many mar so many literally contract talks. But they need to make sure the core gameplay stays, and you don't start making it something it's not. Because if you change away from the essence of what's made Smash Brothers great, you won't sell. Keep it as it is. That's like I keep saying with Mario Kart: don't change the formula too much. If you're gonna change it, change it so tight, so minutely that only really the the pros are gonna be looking into the actual new mechanics and things like that. Just don't change it too much. But yeah, it would be sad to see Sakurai come not being on the project. Do I think he should be there? No, because the guy needs a break. Literally, and I'm not saying you know he's had enough enough time already. But my God, the the abuse and all the shit he got when it came with DLC characters. Fuck, I don't think he's ready for that. It'll probably kill him. All right. Now, this is random. Snoop Dogg, Nicki Minaj, and 21 Savage are coming to Season 5 of Call of Duty Modern War Warfare 2 and Warzone. Now, look, they went, who the fuck asked for that? So, basically, there's going to be skins of them. Snoop Dogg, pretty cool, actually, to be fair. So, Nicki Minaj, actually, just running around, just this pink hair bouncing around. But I was like, who the fuck asked for that? Really? But then I sat to myself and went, well, you were getting hard on for when Shreddick was being announced. So maybe the other side of the fence want to play as Nicki Minaj. So I was like, yeah, who am I to judge? Who am I to judge who gets a skin and who doesn't get a skin? 
But yeah, obviously they're trying to cater to everyone. I the more I think about it, seeing Nicki Minaj bouncing around with a gun, Jesus, she's that. She oh, does, does she voice? Like she should be singing and she's going around. That would be quite funny. That would be quite funny. I don't know the Nicki Minaj lyrics, but it'd be quite funny. She's just basically singing along the whole time, and she's basically just annihilating you and stamping on your face to die. <sighs> Talking about things coming out, this surprise. I didn't think this was coming out. Nickelodeon have announced All Star Brawl Two. Now it's coming out later this year. And straight away, they announced Squiddy, Squidworth's coming, and Jimmy Neutron. And I did like the trailer, is that they link the meme. So the meme when Squidworth's like looking out the window and everyone else is having fun, they reference that. I was like, well done. You know the world. That's very clever. So Squidworth is coming, and so is Jimmy Neutron. Like, I didn't think this game would come out, but it does look a lot better than the first. They showed like how much they've they've looked at the character sprites. They've looked at, well, the character models, you should say. The character models. They've looked at the world, and everything's getting a revamp. And there are new characters. Yes, they, said they showed Squiddy and Jimmy Neutron, but there's also Donatello and Raph, which makes me think, why the hell weren't they originally actually in the first game? Because Michelangelo and Leonardo were. I was like, why have you not got all four? So this is coming out. Is it going to be a smash killer? No, it just won't be. Like, go with, there were a lot of problems with All-Star Brawl 2. I just hope they've kind of fixed them. Because a lot of people wanted to be a smash killer. It won't be, regardless of who you put in there. But I think there were so many problems with like the voice. And it just became very repetitive. And a lot of characters which people didn't know. Although you could argue that's the same with Nintendo. Fire Emblem, I'm looking at you. Because a lot of people don't know who you are. But, wait and see. But it's good to see that the genre's not dead. As in the sense of no one's going to make any more games now. I'm glad to see that more are being made. Right. Talking about things that are being made. Uh, I saw the trailer which dropped for Castlevania Nocturne. So that's coming out in September. Now, I was thinking the other day, when's this coming out? In ages? And this is basically going to be set in the French Revolution. We're in a good time for France. It was not a good time if you do not know your European history. A lot of death. A lot of death. So this is going to be starring Richter Belmont. So we're going away from Trevor. It's no longer him. We are out of that time zone. And it's looking good. There's a lot going on, so I'm not going to try and digest what happens. But all I'll say, it looks like like a lot of bad people from France are looking towards a vampire god. And it ain't Dracula. So we aren't looking at uh, Symphony of the Night. This is a younger, younger Richter Belmont. Alucard's not going to be in this. It is not going to be Symphony of the Night. That may be seasons down the line. So get that out of your head now. We are not looking at Symphony of the Night. This is probably just setting up. Um, Rick de Belmont, it looks like his mother dies in the trailer, and a vampire says, I'm going to kill you, but not yet, I'll wait till you get older, which is kind of silly, you know that's going to come back to bite him in the arse, looks very good, the animation looks top notch, being on Netflix, the end of September, I'm going to binge the whole thing in a day, I just know I will, my sister-in-law's going to be, oh no, she would have gone home by then, but I'm going to uh, binge it, and I'm just going to be sitting there going, and I will do a review. I need to do a review of the whole Castlevania series. I'll probably do a review of one to four, because that's been out for a while, as so a whole, and all of Trevor's story, and then I'll probably do a DLC of season five as well in the future. Okay, two more stories. Um, Street Fighter Six. yes, we often mention about Street Fighter Six. They've released their first uh, DLC character, Rashid, 
Now, Rashid was announced in Street Fighter V, but apparently he is wrecking havoc, more havoc than actually intended. And the main reason is that he's got a super where he launches like a whirlwind into the air and it basically comes at the opponent. The problem is the whirlwind doesn't disappear. So he can just, this whirlwind just basically comes at the enemy and they, it just does chip damage and no one can stop it. And it's tournament legal at the current moment because it's in the game. And I, Are Evo going to have to stop that? Well, everyone's prepping that they're not stopping it because it's still in the game. It'll ruin, oh, it could ruin Evo. It really could. Unless they step in and say you can't use Rashid. Oof. It would ruin Evo. It would ruin Street Fighter Six because that's all you'll see is that. So I don't know what they're going to do, but that's only just dawned on me about the, the you know, what could happen. Oh, that's not good. Because I saw a video by previous guest Justin Wong. I can't believe I can still say that. Previous guest Justin Wong basically showed how it was in play. I was like, ah, oh, that's broken, broken, broken. Because the whirlwind should disappear. That's what needs to happen, but it don't. So hopefully that's a quick patch um, Capcom can sort out. They ain't got long because Evo's coming out soon. Okay, final story. I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Armored Core 6. So uh, their gameplay trailer dropped. <sighs> Just fuck. Now, I love my mechas. I love mechas. And they showed like a story trailer. And as it was described by Maximilian Dude, it's just literally mech porn. And it really was. This game looks incredible. Like, from software, I have just gone full ham and gone, wow. And I think they're taking the stuff that Bandai know from. And I'm going to say the Gundam series. And I know they've made this before. I know this is the sixth game. But I kind of feel they've Bandai have had an influence more so. And got right, look, this is what a Gundam game. This is what we need Gundam games to be. Like, I know Bandai have the, the rights. But just add from software. If you made a Gundam game like that... Like Armored Core. And just just have... Fuck, imagine if they just skinned it. Imagine if they just skinned it and just said, here's a DLC, Gundam. Holy shit. I would purchase that shit in a heartbeat. I would honestly... If they made Gundam the series like this, because this looks so good. It looks gritty. It looks dark. The... Each level looks absolutely massive. Huge. The way the mech loves the, the loves the when the the way the mech lives lives and looks and breathes, it just looks absolutely incredible. The gameplay looks amazing. The music is very dark, it's very gloomy. This I am keeping my ear to the ground, but like I, I saw Armor Code Five, I was like, yeah. But this just looks like they've they've done it. And I was looking on a normal computer monitor. God help playing that on my TV. And what like, when the demo comes out, I'm all over it because I just want to play and play and play and play and play. All right, that is the news section. Let's move into our free section available for everyone, which is called Stick It Up, you Jinjo. <laughs> Up. 
So Snickerdoobie Ginger is a free section which anyone can play about. I usually put the posts up in Facebook groups and I basically want to hear about your gaming achievements or your gaming wins. So we don't, you know, we look at both. So first of all, let's look at Captain Croc. He just says, getting better at Rocket League. Now, I've never played Rocket League, and one of my best mates, Rob, wants me to get into it. So that's basically playing football with a giant ball with little cars. Him and his mates back in England, they play that. Um, and he's now got me on PS1, so he probably wants me to play Rocket League. I'll give it a go. I'll be shit. Um, but I've seen some things, and it does look quite good in the sense of like last-minute flips where people just send the cars into oblivion hoping to get a little touch and send the ball in yeah some of them is pretty cool i know there's rocket league's massive on like the world stage as well it's just never been my sort of game and uh, blake kelly says frustration dark souls frustration dark souls frustration dark souls frustration dark souls uh, i can understand you're frustrated over dark souls <laughs> who isn't dark souls is a very frustrating game i we all know it's one of my top five i absolutely love dark souls Will it appear on the show? Yes, of course it will. But I'm not whipping it out for a while. And by that, I mean Dark Souls, not anything objectifiable. It will get an episode of the show, but I just, I'm just trying to stick away from PS3 games at the moment because there are so many games I need to cover before then. But yes, looking forward to it. And all I can say, Blake, is that keep going. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Relax, breathe, breathe. Practice, see what you did wrong. Take a step back and then go into the next zone and die. And then die some more. That is Dark Souls. As I said, it's horrendous. Paul Humphrey says, Achievement, beating Demon Crest with the best ending. Frustration, getting my ass kicked a lot by the secret post-credit superboss, Dark Demon. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, I've never played Demon's Crest. I know of it. I know it's on the Super Nintendo now. They put it on the Switch Online. And the character from there was in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. So I was like, who the fuck are you? I do need to play Demon Quest. I've heard it's very hard. I've heard it's good, though. So, yes, that's handy to know that there's a secret post credit super boss. And I'll probably get my arse handed to me. So, not looking forward to that. And finally, Ash Lovat says, Kids getting stuck in the theme park an hour and a half ago. And what made this even better about this post was that he sent me the post. He sent me the screenshot. And it's basically got the little man saying... Through your bad, bad, bad park planning, one of the little people has got completely stuck. Find out where and help them. I'd be like, no. No. They're dead to me. If they're completely stuck, we can hide a body. No lawsuit here. <laughs> no billy, no killing my park. Fair play, Ash, for actually putting the picture. Actually leaving me the screenshot. I like that. That's great. Send me more screenshots to look at of stupidity. Oh, it's great. I'll give you my little frustration. Um, I was playing Sonic Origins Plus. I purchased that over the weekend. And playing Amy Rose. And I was warned there was a particular spot in Sonic 3 where Amy could actually die where she's not meant to die. Now, it's in the Carnival Night Zone. And if for those who have played it, basically these were these three big cylinders that spin up. And Sonic's meant to be thrown from one to the other. And when he gets to the top of the third one... You fire yourself to the left of the screen and you essentially hit the side of some spikes so you're safe. And when you land, you hit a button. So you're completely safe. However, with Amy Rose, it's created a problem. And I don't think it's been patched out yet. Where because she is slightly smaller, her sprite is slightly smaller than Sonic's. When you fire yourself across and you're meant to hit the side of the spikes, you can, in theory, get the crushed animation. And it's like, 
Oh, that wasn't meant to happen. And this happens, like not getting spiked, crushed. So, you know, you're not like, bing, with the rings, you actually just die. I was doing it with Super Amy. Flew and went, whoop, dead. It's like, what the fuck? So, obviously, it's not been patched out yet. And the only way you get to patch that is if you just, for Amy's, when she plays Sonic 3, just lift the spikes a little bit. You can't make it a general thing for both games. And I don't know if that will be a problem, because if you did that, then Sonic would have the same problem. So, yeah, there's a little problem because of their size. And it, it has messed up some of the game because because of hit her size. She doesn't fall very nicely into the game in some aspects. So, that's what there's one in Sonic 1 as well. I think it's Sonic 1. So, yeah. Or is it Sonic CD? It's one of them, basically, that she doesn't fit nicely. It kind of doesn't make the game flow as much. Apart from that, I've had, I'm having a great time with it. Really good time. All right. Let's move into our final Patreon section, which you can all play if you sign up on Patreon, called Survive or Die. Now, Survival Die is where we take two games, two franchises, two anything really, and have them knelt before Mr. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who is standing there with Shao Kahn's hammer, and he gets to basically smash one of their brains in while the other gets to live a fight another day. Now, I often like what your opinions, and this week, considering we are talking about Mario Golf, I decided to talk about franchises, so it is the whole Mario Golf franchise versus the whole Mario Tennis franchise. Now, I did all of it because, you know, I just want to get it out there. One of them's going to have to get their brain smashed, and one of them is going to live to fight another day. I have my opinion. I consider that the right opinion, but I can be swayed it has happened before on the show. So let's listen to your opinions. Few of you got involved here. Captain N says, Mario Golf has provided many hours of entertainment, while Mario Tennis has eluded my grasp many times over. That, or I just didn't want to play it. Who knows? Either way, in the scope of Mario doesn't realise this, his princess is standing suspiciously close to Bowser in the golf course. I'm going to get rid of tennis because tennis is boring. Fuck tennis, Wimbledon is Wimbledon. <laughs> so I couldn't encourage you and entice you for a game of tennis then, Captain N. <laughs> I didn't realise where pre- 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 Princess Peach is standing close to Bowser. She is a cock tease. I don't care what anyone says. She, I'm not saying she brings it on herself. I'm not saying that. Like, whoa, very, very, whoa, 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 whoa. But I do feel like she's stringing Bowser along. I, I feel sorry for the man. He just, he, he wants in and she's like, ooh, Bowser, Bowser. And she's he's like, no, Peach, stop tempting me in your web of lies and your web of seduction. That's where it all probably stemmed from. Um, but yeah, so, so obviously you're not a fan of tennis. I know you've not played Mario Tennis, so you've just gone off real-life tennis. So that's 1-0 to that dying. Raging Demon, uh, he says, this is an easy one. Erase Mario Tennis and Golf Survive. There we go. 2-0 to the golf so far. You are surviving golf. And Chris Coppolin says, only one game had the balls to bring the balls to the Virtual Boy, which was balls. And that was Mario Tennis. Okay, I see what you've done there. So it because it survived that altercation, we can almost call it something of a war hero video game series. Sorry, Mario Golf, you can't take your balls and run with it. You're gonna take you're gonna take a Dean Morgan Objection and Danny Fist up Objection Balls. Yeah, you're getting objected for that. You are deaf double objected. Double object that's never happened before. A double objection on the show. Shocking. Just absolutely shocking. You can't do that. 
Exactly. You can't take your balls and run with it thinking it's funny. Now I've got to write a timestamp. This is the sort of shit I have to do when you, people make it pain in the ass for me. I have to make a note and say, right, so it was survive or die, Chris. And that has to go on my computer now so I don't fucking forget so it doesn't get past. Arsehole. Finally, Dave McGee says, Mario is a damn plumber, stay in your lane. <laughs> You're going to have that argument. But you've got to give me an answer. I, I know you're frustrated with the fact that he's just a plumber. Although, is that is he a plumber? I've never actually seen him do any since the film. Um, but you need to give me an answer, Dave McGee. Just don't don't think you can just sway your opinion. Don't just rock in here and just go, well, actually, he's a plumber. He's a thing. Like, no, you actually need to say an answer. You need to give me something. Or I will come round to your house and make you stay in your lane. I don't know where you live, but I'll come get you. I'll find you. I've got skills. So basically the answer is two for Mario Tennis to die and one for Mario Golf to die. I am going to go. I'm going to go with the majority. I think Mario Tennis should get his brain smashed in and Mario Golf should live to fight another day. And the reason for this, it, it just goes to maybe the mindset I have when I play these games. When I play Mario Golf, I don't do it because I want the high intensity. I just want to chill. And Mario Golf is a great game just to go to, to basically have that chilled out, relax. <sighs> Other people are going to come at me and say, yes, that the the golf games have progressed to have that stupidity and the stupidness and the stress-filled rage that other games will bring you in. But I don't want that. And I'm not a big tennis game fan. I don't mind my tennis. I'm, I, I'll play it. I'll play it in real life. I'll play it on games. It's just not my cup of tea. And... I will have to play Mario Tennis at one point for the show on the 64. So maybe that actually might sway my thought process. But at the moment, you know, Mario, although when I get hold of Mario Tennis, it's going to be this mush, isn't it? It's like, oh, I tried to put it in, but Jeffrey's broke it. Shower Khan Hammers absolutely destroyed it. So for now, I am going to go with Mario Golf to survive another day. And Mario Tennis, you have to sit there and get your brain smashed in by Mr. Dean Morgan. I need to look for the hammer, don't I? I need to just have it sat here. So when I'm doing this segment, I can just stand here with Shao Kahn's hammer. Although it would look really weird if someone looked into the window and there's me talking to a podcast holding this huge hammer in my hand. Yeah, I'd get some calls to the police, but now I'd look a bit weird. All right, thank you very much, guys, for your submissions. I really appreciate it. What have I been up to? Honestly, I've been working my balls off. Like, I actually messaged, reached out for the first time about how stressed I was to Chris. I was Work has just been so, so getting me down. Not getting me down, it's just been deadlines and stuff. I said, I do have quite a serious job. We all know this. You know, I'm an idiot, but my job is serious. And... I took I had Thursday afternoon off and Friday off because I actually had time in lieu, which I was was just owed to me. So it was just nice. So me and the missus went to go see Barbie. Look, me, my opinion of that, yes, there is the feminist stuff in the beginning. It, it, I think it's a bit overdone regardless. But yeah. either way, Ryan Gosling, hilarious. Hilarious. It is actually a funny film. Do not take your kids to see that film. It is not for children. I we saw there were loads of kids going in there. I like they're not. I don't think it's for, even when I walk. It's like this isn't a kids' film. I know it's not for kids. It's meant for those who grew up with Barbie, and a, a lot of the kids wouldn't understand the jokes. They wouldn't understand the messaging that was going across because there is a lot of messaging in this film. But again, some of the jokes they just won't get. I did because they were just funny. So Ryan Gosling, well done, sir. You made that a very good film. What else have we been up to? Um. 
The sister-in-law's arrived. Venus has arrived. Picked her up on Sunday. And before that, me and Hiccups went to the zoo. We went to Taronga Zoo for the day. Had a great time. Uh, had a daddy-daughter day. It was so much fun. Just me and her. No tantrums. No nothing. And God bless her little soul. I said, do you want an ice cream? She's like, no, I'm okay. Thank you, Daddy. Because she she thought if she got an ice cream, she couldn't get a toy. I was like, no, no, no. You, I'm, getting you a, I'm getting you an ice cream as a treat because you've been really good. You've been really well behaved. You've had your dinner. You've been really, really well mannered. If you really continue this up, you'll get a toy as well because you've been really good. So she got, what did she get? She got a little meerkat toy because she has been good. She, and, do you know what? It was just great. And it's nice to have um, Venus here. As people might think, oh, it's sister-in-law. No, Venus is actually one of my best friends. We get on really well. Um, although it does mean that Hiccups is sharing the bed with me and the boss. And oh my God, it is horrendous because she is a fidget. Jesus, she is a fidget. Like, stop being a fidget. And what have I been up to? What have I been playing, I should say? Well, I finished Fire Emblem Sacred Stones. That's been finished. I'm actually recording that on... Where are we recording that? Next week, it's being recorded. Yeah, so I blitzed through that. Really, really enjoyed Sacred Stones. That's the third Fire Emblem game in a row. And I'm putting Fire Emblem down. Fire Emblem is being put down for now because we've done too much of it. And my brain will melt. And not to say I don't want to do another Fire Emblem game. I do. I've got Awakening I can play. I want to play some of the old Super Nintendo ones. There was another GBA one. I do want to play more Fire Emblem. I just realize, you know, when you have that series of, okay, I need to do some other games for now. You know, just refresh refresh your palette. That's how I kind of feel. So I got Sonic Chaos. I that was the I played the Game Gear version on through Sonic Origins Plus. Finished that in about half an hour. And I'm about to finish Sonic 3. I've been playing it with Amy Rose and having an absolute ball. So we are doing Sonic 3 at some point. And eventually, I will, I will probably be doing Sonic 3 as one part one. And then Sonic and Knuckles as part two with the combined everything. I know people go, Sonic 3 and Knuckles. I know that. Don't come at me with your Sonic logic. I was there at the very beginning. Don't come at me with your witchery. I know the, how Sonic works. But yes, yeah, so Sonic 3 is being played to be recorded. Really looking forward to getting that one done. All right, I've been talking long enough. I really have. Let's get some of your thoughts on Mario Golf before we get into the main show. Captain N says, Mario has, been played in, sorry, Mario has played in many sports games instead of saving the Mushroom Kingdom. That is a good point. He really does get to your job. This is a waste of time. As if he's not saving the princess, he should be earning money as a plumber. And I couldn't agree more. I actually agree with you. Yes, if you're not saving the princess, what the fuck are you doing? How are you earning an income? How how do you live? I'd like to see he's living in the Mushroom Kingdom now in the Fell. What are you plumbing? That place doesn't look like it's got an issue with any sort of plumbing. Really doesn't, unless he warps back into the real world, which I think that's what he probably does. Uh, Raging Demon says, oh my god, I've had a good authority that Mario does not have a plumbing license. Here we go, everyone's got the same idea, which means a large amount of the Mushroom Kingdom's plumbing is illegal and likely non-compliant. <laughs> this has, to do, has nothing to do with golf, but I've never played a Mario sports game and I have no interest in them. I also want to throw it out there that Mario is a Nintendo version of Kim Jong-un. Wow, oh, Kim, wow, Kim Jong-G, is it G? Whatever his name is. King Jong-il. Sorry, King Jong-il. In that literally, he can do everything perfectly. Seriously, looking at King Jong-il and golf. Yeah, that's a good point. He hits hole-in-ones all the time. And Mario is a plumber. Doctor, professional golf player, race car driver. Shoto. He is a Shoto. He's a Shoto. Uh, anyone who questions Mario Nintendo is put to death or in a labor camp. So you can see how um, comparison is appropriate. Please, everyone, end Mario tyranny. Rise up. Yeah, Mario can do everything, can't he? He literally can appear at the Olympic Games. He can race Sonic one-on-one. Bullshit. Um, he can do everything. 
Like, I'm not gonna lie, if Dr. Mario suddenly walked into my, like, you know, I'm about to have... When I went to hospital with pneumonia, if Dr. Mario walked up, I wouldn't be happy. I'd be like, can I get another doctor? But I'm... But I've got the... I've got the degree. I don't care. Get away, Dr. Mario. You've also got a degree and you've probably got tennis at four. So, no, fuck off. I'm not having you anywhere near me. Yeah, it is funny how Mario can do absolutely everything. And so can all the other Nintendo characters. They are just as competent as well. You know, Bowser gets involved. Peach, Luigi, they all get involved. They're all cheating bastards. They are. Chris Coplin says, Who doesn't appreciate when someone who is used to checking your plumbing takes the time to whack your balls around? I'll allow that. Gotta get those deep da- No, 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 no. I'm not saying your last sentence. I'm just not. Stop it. You, you got away with the first one. You ain't getting away with that second line. That's outrageous. Stop being smutty. I know he's sitting there laughing his head off now as well. I know Shane. Shane is co-host. He's probably got his head in his hand going off. For fuck's sake. No. No. And finally, Dave McGee says, Fuck! And that's true. You always, if you if you don't know, it's golf etiquette not to shout four every time. But if someone else is ahead of you and you got a ball heading towards them, you shout four to let them know it's coming. Oh, we got there in the end, didn't we? Right, okay. We've all been talking long enough. We've been going for like 40 minutes now. It's time to get to the main episode. So let's put some music on. And when I come back, me and Dave from the Remember 64 podcast are going to be talking about Mario Golf from the N64, which came out in Europe on September the 14th, 1999. Fuck me, I'm old. Returning once more to my lovely show is David Petrangelo. How are you, my friend? I am very, very good, my friend. This is awesome to be back and awesome to be back for this title as well. I, uh, I'm i very excited. Um, how are you? Oh, mate. The fact that you brought this one and I said, can we do this one? I was so happy because I have Oh, played, really? Nice. <laughs> yes. I have played some absolute shite recently for this show. <laughs> and to get to play this, this... Mario Golf, right? I see Mario Golf as a lovely palate cleanser. It is mm. no, it's one of those ones where I don't get angry with it. I can just have a nice, relaxing time, sit there and just go, just take all the world, basically just flows over me. All my concerns just flow over me and I can relax. That is how I sense Mario Golf. It is one, it is one of the most relaxing games I've ever played in my life. And I'm so grateful you told me to start playing it when I did because I freaking needed it. It is a beautiful <laughs> game. I love it. Amazing. Yeah. You know what? It's funny you say that because I, I kind of have a similar feeling with it. But I don't know if you've played golf in person at all or even even enough to to sort of feel it. But to me, I, I don't mind playing golf. And I did off and on for a decent amount of time with like a few of my friends and my cousin and my brother especially. But you, like this game can be relaxing. I, I totally agree with that. Part of its presentation and everything. We'll, we'll get into it, but it's interesting because to me, golf is insanely frustrating most of the time <laughs> that you're playing it, and that does not. It's hard for a game not to feel that way when in real life, that's exactly what it is. So, um, yeah. I, you know, it's it's. I, I agree. I I, uh, 
I am uh, was playing through a lot of this, hours and hours of it, honestly, at the same time that I have currently, as we sit here and record, played through Majora's Mask for the first time, which is the complete opposite sort of color palette and mm. and and sort of feel and look and everything. It's very dark. I really like it, but this is this is like a good palette cleanser, just like you said. Um, and uh, and I, I have I have a lot of history with this game too, so uh, I'm really happy that uh, that we got a chance to play it and, and chat about it. Yeah, I love I love my golf. Um, I like watching golf. I like playing golf. Um, I'm not like I'm okay at golf. I prefer doing my chip shots. My approach my approach Ooh. game's pretty good. Um, but I, I right. So for those who don't know, you meant to if you're right-handed, right? I, I'm caught. I'm cack-handed. So I'm. I'm so weird. I pl- have a left-handed grip, but swing right-handed, which oh, is just... interesting. Yeah. Oh. So what that basically means, for those who don't know, if you're right-handed, your left hand will be on the top of the club, and your right mm-hmm. hand will be at the bottom. I'm the reverse, right? So, and I'm But you shoot right-handed when you golf? I shoot right-handed when I golf. I eat left-handed. Okay. I am right-handed writing. I kick right-footed, but I play cricket left left-handed. So I, I'm kind of similar, where for me, in golf, I swing left, and I hold it the left way. Uh, I shoot when I play sports like hockey and golf and baseball left, um, but everything else I do right. If I throw a ball and I'm playing baseball or football, yeah. for example, like, you know, I throw right, and then I... But then I'm opposite-handed when I'm sitting at the table with, with my fork and knife, you know? It's, it's sort of like this strange thing, and playing golf left-handed... Uh, is almost like playing with a handicap. Uh, a handicap is in like you know, like because courses are designed for right-handed golfers. Because is it like I think the number is something like ninety percent of people or something like that shoot right-handed with golf. Yeah. Uh, so you know, there's a there's a turn on the golf course, and it's always to the right, or it's always you know, it's just, it's a it's a different way that doesn't tailor to. So I'm just gonna blame course uh, uh, course design design yeah. on that based for my score. That's really what it is. Yeah, the leftist basically. They're yeah, they're leftist. very they're very leftist. Exactly. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> gonna have some left left leaning politicians going. Oh, fuck off! No, don't take our names. <laughs> I don't care. But so my, I, I got into golf when I was younger, and my dad, my dad's quite good at golf. Um, this is, might be the only episode he listens of the show because yes. it's got the name golf in. And do you know what? Right, I have history with this game as well. I bought this, I, I, and when I was back in England recently, and I was going through like the chest of stuff, I'm always on the hunt to try and find a legendary album I have of Pokemon cards from first first gen. Um, oh yeah, I used to have those too. I've got them somewhere, but then oh. I managed to find loads of cards, including a Blastoise. So first Ooh. generation Blastoise. It's in really good nick. It's not first edition, but it's still the next setup, and it's still in amazing condition. So I'm I was buzzing finding that because that's getting great. Nice. But I also found in my little treasure chest the a Pokemon Blue um, box, um, the my original game in perfect nick. And Oof. I found the box for Mario Golf, which wasn't in perfect nick. But I was like, oh, I remember this game. <laughs> yes. Oh. And do you know what? I sank hours into this. Um, hours. Because, right, I'm going to make set this off the bat, right? A lot of my other mates didn't play Mario Golf. They played Tiger Woods. And Tiger mm. Woods is a much better golf game I have with the mechanics. I am, I am open to that. I'm open to saying that, but 
I don't like playing Tiger Woods games. It's like me playing FIFA. I love my footy, but I don't like playing FIFA. However, Mario Golf, I could play this all day just because it kind of takes me out of that world. Although I can't play Mario Strikers, not interested in that. But when it comes to Mario Golf, I can play it all day because it's just the way it's presented. It's, it's presented beautifully. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's That's exactly what it is. I think as I kept playing this, and I, I, I spent hours and hours playing this game, and especially, I mentioned this to you when we were first talking about um, recording. We can do this at another time for sure, but the Game Boy games, the Game Boy Color and Advanced versions of Mario Golf are a lot more like RPG-like and have elements mm. that are a little deeper than what this game is, which, which is totally fine. They're different games, and, that, and that's fine. Between tho- the, those two games and this... That sort of stretch between, like, I want to say it was like 98 to like 2002, 2003, somewhere in there within those three games, I always had a Mario Golf in my life almost year round because I kept going back to them. I absolutely love these games. And like, I think this one in particular for the 64 is not quite as deep as the Game Boy ones because of some of those elements I just mentioned, but... There's still so much to do. There's so many courses. There's so many characters, like tons of characters. I completely forgot how many there were. And I didn't play it with anybody, but it's still fine to just play it solo. Like there's something about the way that everything is presented, like you said, like whether it's the music or just the way that the courses look. I think most of the characters look pretty good in this in this version. Like they're pretty janky in some points, but so what? You're not running around doing anything too fast. All the movements still look really fluid. Um, it, it, it's all the sort of like simple things. Like to me, my favorite part is every time you hit a nice drive, especially a nice shot, like a perfect mm. nice shot. And it's, I think, I don't, I think it's only with power shots. Now I'm actually getting confused if it's not. Yeah, it is with when, power shots. Yeah. And then, you know, Yoshi has like a rainbow. Wario has like an electric bolt coming out of it. Uh, I think Baby Mario and some other characters have like this white streak and just the sound effect and the music and the way the, the voiceover says nice shot and the other character you're playing against will also say nice shot and like yeah. encourage you. Those little things are so great. And that's why I'm on the exact same page as you. Why these are the type of games when it comes to serious sports like this that I prefer to play this over a Tiger game that would have been out around the same time for sure. Yeah, and so with characters, what? Now, characters, you know what? As much as I'm going to say I, I do love this game, right? Okay, it is getting shit on for its characters. Um, <laughs> because, right, okay, th- bear in mind, this is not like Mario Kart 8 where you've got, they've managed to build up the Mario world so much that, like, you know, King Boo's having a race. It's yeah. not like that at the moment. So we've got, how many characters is it? 14 characters. You start off with four, right? Yep. Is it, is, it, is, it, is it four or three? Uh no, I believe it's four. It's four. it's the two two random people, uh, Baby Mario and Peach. Pete. Peach. Peach. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So you start off right. You've got Plum. It is it Plum, Charlie, Sunny, Harry, Maple. Like who the fuck are they? <laughs> I who know. The absolute. <laughs> who? I I understand Plum and Charlie. Fine. But then you're trying to unlock characters. And then you go, you have to have, to unlock lots of characters, you do like one-on-one matches. And then yeah. you, you, you you Luigi first, then Yoshi, and the next one's Sonny. It's like, who? Yeah. Who? <laughs> who the fuck's Sonny? What, this why? Guy? 
Who's this Dude, guy? Sonny, Sonny is like a really lame version of Gilligan from Gilligan's Island. That's what he That's what he is. Like, he just seems like he's trying to be really cool, but then he kind of looks like Gilligan because of his hat and everything. I'm just like, what? Like, yeah, like, who are these people? Who are they? Where'd they come from? <laughs> like, freaking hell. Sonny, Sonny is so generic, right? He starts <laughs> off as a white man, probably in his, like, mid-40s, mid-50s, to a yeah, black yeah. man. Who's like in his sixties? I was like, "Take your turn. Who do you want to be?" <laughs> I, I, I remember. I remember. Um, I remembered his character, and I remembered um, uh, the Charlie and Plum because they were they were always from the beginning and stuff. Yeah. And this is. I'll go to this in just one sec. I have a story about sort of why I remember those first two so much. But um, I believe it's Harry. Yeah, Harry is the guy with the the goatee and the baseball cap, and he's like sort of like the cool dude. Yeah. Uh, in a way, like I remember liking playing as him. I don't know if it was like just because he hit the ball at a good distance and his and his shot was just like a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right, just like mine happened to be when I played golf more often. Mm. Um, I definitely did not have a straight shot. Uh, and I was like, oh, this guy's kind of cool. So I tended to gravitate towards a character like him and then a character like uh, Donkey Kong because I just always like Donkey Kong games. But um, those initial two, I remember because this is the kind of game, like I said, I played this so much, just like you're saying you did. I played this so much. This is one of those games where I would unlock all the characters and unlock all the all the courses, maybe not do all the rings and all those types of things, but do the, the basic unlocks, I guess you could call them. Yeah. And then I would erase the data and start all over again. Oh, really? Like, yeah, because I wanted, I wanted to, instead of just going and playing another character and beating another score, if I was playing on my own, and and at a lot of points I was I would just start over again and be like this is fun now I have I have challenge again with other characters or, or ones that I went back on so I always remember these first two uh, sitting there on the opening screen over and over and over again <laughs> it's like yeah oh, fuck these two again these two bastards because yeah <laughs> the other characters are quite basic in the sense of you know, got Yoshi Wario Mario Luigi Donkey Kong Bowser Peach and then Metal Mario um, yep. Although Donkey Kong, looking at his sprites uh, for his fourth change, he goes full Dragon Ball Z and becomes a golden Azoru. Um, he's, <laughs> he's like golden. I was like, okay, fair enough. You 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 become a super Azoru. You do that. Um, That's fine. Do your thing. <laughs> you do your thing. But now all the characters have their own um, like their own distance. They can hit it. They have yep. their own basic direction. Either draw, fade. So draw and fade. Basically, one goes to the left, one goes to the right, and then straight. The thing mm-hmm. is, is like as you get through the game, Baby Mario or even someone like Plum just becomes just useless because their their they distance. Just, yeah, drive for Plum is two hundred eight meters. Yes, I'm reading the Wikipedia before anyone has a go at me and thinks I know this off the top of my head. I freaking don't. Um, <laughs> but Metal Mario is two hundred eighty five meter drive. That's, that's like what the. F- that's wild. It's ridiculous. I understand he's meant to be the best character for the reason, and he's the hardest to get. But still. So Plum just becomes like you've got to be God to beat to beat Metal Mario with Plum, absolute God at this game because he can hit yeah. third higher than you. That's and, and like in the first course, maybe second. That's sometimes like that you'll hit the green in one shot on a par four. Like that's just not fair, you know. Yeah, that's so, yeah, yeah. You could you know easily. That's that's a disadvantage to sort of like games like this. Not even this specifically, but games have that have like stats and things like that. Like this is that. Um, 
you know, you unlock characters and that's fun and everything to get the next guy. But then you always just sort of end up using those later characters and the, yeah. the earlier ones, like you're saying, are just now they're just there as placeholders. And, and that's a shame. That's just that's just games. You know, I'm not going to like shit on the game just because that's how it works. Like, it's fine. But yeah, it would be nice if there was a way to have, let's say, Baby Mario or even Yoshi, who shoots completely straight in this mm-hmm. game. He shoots. I, I actually think I think he's the, like the one that hits like 300 on the dot or 280 like on the dot. And I think he's one of, if not the only one that shoots completely straight. Um, very few characters do. That would be cool if you could sort of like, you know, upgrade him to to 10, 10 more yards, 15 more yards. Yeah, because just distance, a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. You know, like you, you play a certain amount of courses or a certain amount of first places and then it sort of upgrades their stats a tiny bit. I understand this game's not, you know, within the realm of RPG elements in sports games. I, I get that that's not like a huge thing. But then I look at the Game Boy versions of this and I'm just like, well, the Game Boy Color version did this. Why can't this? I don't know the answer to that. I'm sure it's very technical, but that would be kind of cool. And I think that's another reason why I kept restarting the game. <laughs> yeah, well, as you said, yeah, you could probably get more enjoyment for it. But I know I played the Game Boy Color. That's going to be, that'll be one for another day. Um, but no, I I liked it. I like how they did the design because it's just Camelot. It's not Nintendo. It's Camelot. So they're the same yes. guys who made Golden Sun, um, which is just mental. And <laughs> I like some of the details they put in the characters. Like I think Bowser and Donkey Kong, they just swung one handed. I was like, yes, they're one. I love that. I love I it. Love it's, that it's so thing. fun. It's like yeah. <laughs> it's like it's. A, do you want to see me do it two handed? It was like distance six hundred <laughs> meters. But I like I like the fact they did that. Now you didn't, um, yeah, you didn't do multiplayer. Uh, you said you played not by not in, at this, yeah, not at this current uh, this current uh, I guess you call it playthrough. I don't think I I didn't unlock every character, but I played a, a decent amount and definitely did a lot of like the ring courses, which is you know we can get into that in a sec. But no, I did not play this. Multi- did you get a chance to to toss it in multiplayer? Not multiplayer. This when I was a kid, I did. When I was a kid, yeah, yeah. I got a lot of multiplayer, and it was just, again, it was a palate cleanser. You know when you have your mates come round, and I miss those days. We played GoldenEye, I played Mario Kart. Oh. I said, okay, we just need a palate cleanser. Let's play a bit of Mario Golf, so we'd have a round of that. And what I found, the only, it's basically, there's no change whether you do multiplayer, because I'm not a fan of the mini golf. When you do you know, the usual match play or whatever, or stroke play, what made this so good was the fact you could chirp you're, you, oh everyone, my god, yes. You could freaking chirp. So <laughs> as basically say, as I'm, I'm Yoshi about to go, I'm on the tee. All you can hear is this warrior going, Wah! or Donkey Kong is going, ah, ah, and he's like, so, shut up. He's like, shut do do you have up. a favorite? I, I found a favorite one that I like, and I found it early. And it is Baby Mario going, Mamma Mia, in like a really like kid high pitch voice. I think Mamma it's hilarious hilarious amazing amazing <laughs> it's like you could just keep doing it as well constantly yeah. and it's like shut the fuck up because the idea is that it's to put your opponent off and but the fact you could they put that in i think that's it's great. such a great thing because that became the frustrating element it said lads i'm trying to concentrate on taking this shot and all you can hear is this just fucking monkey just going off like shut up 
Especially if you're playing with three against three other people, then there's three people doing it. Oh my god, yes, I had that, and it's like you cannot concentrate on anything. And then it's like you tell them to shut up, and they'll okay, we'll respect the rules. At the crucial moment, one of them just go, "Shut the fuck up, you wankers!" You bastards. I did notice though. I did notice because I was sort of messing around, sort of like spamming it a little bit when I was playing against the 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 CPU guys and stuff, trying to unlock characters, but. When the when the character swings, you can't do it anymore. So oh, you can they... do it to, th- yeah, you can do it to throw your the other people off. But once the swing begins, then it sort of mutes that part of it, which I found kind of interesting. So Maybe like it's the ultimate uh, concentration. Yeah, something how it, it's sort of like, um, I mean, they, they do this in golf as well. Like once you know the crowd can be as loud as they want, mm. but then they put up the sort of quiet sign like that yeah. in tennis. They have very similar approaches where they do that, right? Um, so I thought that was like, okay, you know, they want you to mess around. They want you to have fun, but also like, let's not just shoot every ball out of bounds and make this not fun. Let's try and get people to actually have successful shots and stuff. So, oh, no, I, um, I want to see that. I want to see Tiger Woods hitting it out of bounds because that means it's probably hitting someone. <laughs> just literally how many people survived? How many people died during the PGA this year? <laughs> dark dark sir dark i thought this was the palate cleanser <laughs> yeah palate cleanser in the game not the golf itself real golf <laughs> no. it's like you go to ba- you go to a real golf, golf tournament yeah, if you go to real golf it's at your own whim you might die you might come you might never come back <laughs> amazing um now i okay so we talked a little bit about i i have a question for you we have we talked a little bit about um uh how we both have played golf, how I, I find it frustrating but fun and, and you know it's fun to watch and can be and games like this are like great and everything. Now I I sort of didn't have a great first round, I would say. Maybe first match sort of took me a couple hours to be like, okay, I got the timing down of hitting, you know, where I want to hit it and stuff. Cause it's not like a, a very exact, like precise button press. Mm. There's something there's like this quarter second delay almost when you press the the A button to sort of um, choose where you want it to be on the bar at the bottom of the screen. Once I got the hang of that, I don't know about you, man, but I got really fucking good at this game. <laughs> yeah, I think you I was, do. I was sinking putts, man, from like 50 feet without even thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not even looking Happy Gilmore style. Boop. It would just be like, I would I would be sort of like, you know, you, you can sort of get that angle. I love how you can sort of get that opposite angle on the hole to kind of see the the lie of the of the green and everything. I, yeah. You know, I'd be sitting there, I'd be hanging out there with Luigi and be like, all right, let's see. I'm a little bit up here, a little bit over there. Okay, so I'm about 32 feet, which is a little bit past the first level of uh, of putting <laughs> I need, power. I need the second club. I need, yeah, I need the second one because I'm up two feet. Okay, I'm going to go a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right, whichever one. And uh, okay, I'm just going to do it. Boom, first shot in. I was like, hell yeah, fucking birdie. Boom, S- suck on that, Wario. Like, <laughs> you, you do feel like a god when that happens. It's like, yeah. It's, it's so good. Yeah, and like sometimes I wouldn't have a great approach shot or sometimes my drive would be a little bit off, whatever. But man, once I got on that green, like don't mess with me. It's over. I don't I don't know if you if you felt that way or not, but it was just like once I got on the green and that game told me nice on, which was when you get on in regulation. Oh, I, love I was nice like on. you're done. Yeah, nice nice on. It's, nice. it's a it's a I great I love place. the motivation that gives you like you make yeah, like, literally you get it onto the um you get it onto the fairway. It's like Yeah, the, yeah, the little claps, the little golf claps. Yeah, little golf claps. <laughs> or if you, if you literally just miss if you just miss it, it might go, oh, 
nice approach. Oh yeah, and and, and so does your opponent sometimes. Yeah, they you know? do. Like if you have a yeah, and, and like those little touches, you know, maybe maybe you don't necessarily have your volume all the way up, or you might not notice it as a kid or whatever. But like just the fact that you hit a nice shot or a nice on or an excellent approach or, or you know things like that, your opponent is also saying that, and I find that to be a nice little sort of. It's almost like like a, a teaching moment for kids, I find. So if a younger generation is playing a game like this, it's like, yeah, you're competing, but there's nothing wrong with being the nice guy to your opponent as well. You want to beat them, but also yeah. you don't have to be an asshole all the time just to win a competition. And I I appreciated that sort of as I as I was replaying this. I was like, this is nice, nice little touch. And yeah, I think it does take a little bit of getting used to because the mechanics itself. So you've got. It's basic golf. If you want to hit the ball harder, you can basically change your high, higher iron or go higher wood. Um, and then you've got power shots. But if you're playing like match play, you've only got, say, six power shots for the whole game. So you can't just go use them all the time. You can basically dictate where you hit the ball. Do you want to put top spin on it? Do you want to basically get higher loft? And I do like that because especially you've got the boo at the top, which indicates the wind. You know, You want to kind of play to that a little bit. So if you basically have a high... Well, you go for high elevation and the fact that the wind's basically against you. Well, you're not going to get very far because the ball's just going to stay up. And I do like that. I think it's very yeah. basic. I think a lot of Tiger Woods fans have told me, again, this is when I was a kid, when my mates were playing it. They said, you know, the mechanics are so basic, but that's all it needs to be. And I think once you, yeah, once you master them, you're going to have a really good time. You're going to be flying around because it is, it is great. The the green, yeah, I once you get on the green, it's good fun. The only problem I have, and it's the one major problem I have with this game, uh, is that so it will just basically tell you which way the hole is. It'll go like they'll have like a grid, like a square grid. Now basically these little dots will tell you which way the grid is. Fine, but what I think this game would have really appreciated if there was all sorts of different directions to basically show where there's elevation, um, to show just a little bit more detail. Because it's hard to work out which way the greens go. You really just right. have to go from the visual view. You can see no grid, just a visual green. And it would just be good to... Because sh- most golf games have like a really good idea of when you get on the green, this is how it's going to control. This is how the ball's going to control. But sometimes I felt with Mario, it was just... Like, I know you can do it because you've obviously got freaking golden eye over here. I'm like, right. <laughs> it looks like it's going to go to the left. I'm fucking. I'm going for it. Fuck this. Boom. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake. Um, yeah, it, it, you're right. There is something. It feels like it's missing. Just like you know, small arrows or something. Yeah. Like, I I know that this is sort of a limitation of it of it being on like. I'm I'm gonna go back to like compared to the Game Boy version because it has a very similar type of feel and gameplay and stuff, just on a smaller screen. But when you're on the green for that game, because they can't really, because everything is top down. You're not yeah. behind your character or anything, unless you know at all. So. Um, so on the greens, in order to represent if it's an up or down or, or elevation or whatever on a green, the the hills are literally arrows that point yeah. from each each direction. And like some version of that in this would definitely, um, I think, help sort of understand exactly how much you might be sort of moving left or right when you go up or down a hill and stuff. And I, it does make a difference. I think I just got like an eye for it somehow. Um, and I was... 
surprised that I was be able to do it. I, I, I can brag all I want and say like, oh, I was, I got really good at this. And I think I did, but. Oh no, brag away, brag away. But, but, but you know what? Honestly, it's like, it's, it's partially luck and partially just like, okay, I got it. I'm just going to do that. And I, and I tried not to think too much about it too, but also whether, whether it's the drive and it's the, the wind and elevation or whether it's the up or down elevation on the greens and stuff. It is sort of like this this simplified way, in a good way, I think, of approaching sort of like a, a mini puzzle in the moment. Yeah, and yeah. I love I love that. I love how they do it. It doesn't complicate things. It's just enough to be like, okay, instead of taking no seconds to uh, to judge where I'm going to shoot this ball, I'm going to take about forty five seconds to a minute to make sure that I did this properly and try and get the best result possible, regardless of where you're shooting from. And it, that's all this needs. It doesn't need to be more than that. And I love that. I think it's, I think it's, it fits so well with the rest of the presentation of the game that, yeah, the wind might be blowing at, at, I think it was 20, sometimes 25 in my face. Like the ball essentially just like hits a wall if you're driving yeah. <laughs> and just drops. But I'm like, okay, well, I know that I should use a power shot or I know I should make sure the ball drops over here or whatever. That's I, I like that. That's that's all I need. That's all I need, and and it doesn't need to be more complex and and crazy than that. And uh, yeah, I, I we're on the same page with that. I, I like it for sure. I I think in that sense it's great, and is it it's a it's a good little game. It's good little fun. Um, and is it I could play this for hours. And I think what I liked about it even more so is that yes, you can say oh it's just a golf game, but it does have those Mario elements in it. Um, like the way that there's some music, there's obviously the Lukaku um, going around. Lukaku, yep. it's not Lukaku. What is it? Lukaku. <laughs> is it Luka- Lukaku's a Belgian footballer? Um, you've got the boo. <laughs> well, the maybe court. he's got a side gig. I don't know. He's got a side gig. Yeah, Lukaku is like, oh, once I'm not playing for Inter Milan and Belgium, I'm off playing Mario Golf with the camera. He's the one in the cloud. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do, man. <laughs> Jesus, I'm going to make that as a. Do you know what I always keep thinking as a t-shirt? That is going to be a t-shirt. It's going to be a picture of Lukaku just going around do with it. the camera. Just do freaking... it. I'll be fir- I'll be first in line, giving you my money. Go for it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but it was it had a lot of Mario themes in it, but it didn't overdo it. I felt it didn't go absolutely stupid. I felt yeah. it, like the courses have like, eventually later on, much later on, they become way more Mario themed, like especially like the Mario Star levels. But it mm-hmm. didn't it didn't then stray away. It didn't have like huge obstacles like power ups and stuff like that, or but bombs flying everywhere. And I like that because if I want silly golf, I'll play silly golf. And I think had it gone that, it would have been the way of Mario Strikers. And I would have gone, no, it's not for me. I just want to play the game, but simplified. And I think by doing it this way, it gives it enough of a golf feel, but enough of a Mario feel that Mario's skin and go, do you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll take this. Because otherwise, yeah, it's no, Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's, that's a good it's a good point. I never really sort of put my finger on it, but I think there's like that nice balance uh, between all that. And, and I don't know if that's because, like you mentioned earlier, Camelot made this and maybe they yeah. just didn't go as crazy with the Mario stuff. There's enough there, like you said, um, but it doesn't over overdo it. It doesn't feel like you're playing uh Mario party, but with a golf course, you know, like it doesn't, you don't hit a, a boost, like you said, and all of a sudden, oh, your ball went from a hundred yards to 350 because you got that lucky shot. Like that's fine, but that's a different game. Um, but I do, I like the course design now that you mentioned the different courses and stuff. I like how, you know, obviously I think in most of these types of games, like 
the the courses get a little bit more complex. There's more bunkers. The yeah. There's different um, you know obstacles in your way, whether it's trees or or cactus or whatever it might be. Um, but just like all they have to do is sort of change the terrain from course to course and have a few more bunkers and maybe the the fairways a little bit tighter or an awkward shape or whatever. And like that that changes a decent amount of of your approach. And from hole to hole, not, nothing really felt the same, even though it was 18 holes of the same course. Every hole felt different enough, even from a par four to a par four or a three to a three. They never felt like you were playing the same thing over and over again, even within the same 18 holes. And that's that's just good design yeah. in my that's opinion good. yeah that is good design if you feel like you're getting something fresh every time that's good design i'll give you yeah. that like the only thing i will like criticize when it comes to the courses is that the mini golf is a bit boring because there's only two sets of courses one yeah. letters one's numbers but again this is a bit of this is a bit experimental i i, I think this is this is a very experimental series because you know we haven't seen a mario golf game and since like what golf on the i think Yes, on the on the NES and on, on the, the original console, yeah, yeah. Like it's just you you don't have. They went they went almost ten years without having a golf game, yeah. And then they and then they came on on the on the field with this and uh, and the Game Boy Color game and with pretty close together. I, I should check exactly when they were released, but um, but it's it's pretty impressive, pretty impressive. I think yeah. they just kind of come I at it like it, that. So I think it is a pretty impressive game. As I said, I like also, you know, when um, you get like a birdie or something like that and they just go, like, you know, a par or a bogey. Like they get a bogey, baby Mario starts going, yeah, <laughs> I love all that. And like Luigi, if he gets a par, just get, puts his hat on and goes, hmm. I was like, yes, I the little like personality it. traits come out. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And they, get, they didn't need to do it like that. They could have just done Mario skins, put them on, left it and then been gone, done. We just it's just Mario characters in a golf game, but they didn't. They added that little bit of extra care, a little bit of extra attention to make it feel like you are not just playing a Mario sorry, a golf game, you are playing a golf game theme with Mario characters. And well done to them on that one. Well done. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing I wanna I forgot about this because of um when we were talking about the Game Boy version, one of the reasons why this was one of the games and, and this, and I think especially the color one, because the color one would have been out around the same time, is that you can transfer your get your Game Boy characters into this game, and you can use them uh, as well. So if you have the transfer pack, like people did for um, for Pokemon Stadium, for example, yeah. another way you could use it is with this game, and that's another great reason to own both copies, which I clearly did, and play the hell out of both. So you can go and play RPG ish elements in Game Boy Color, and you can go and, and upgrade that character there, and then you can go and transfer them into this game, and they give you. Th- three or four slots to do that so yeah you could bring in multiple and, and that's such a great idea like now that seems like oh it's a no-brainer you can take it from you know the first iteration of the game and, and you know uh, back compatibility and whatever but it's cool that they went out of their way to do that in this and um that was another reason to to own both and enjoy both honestly that's a great it's oh man i love it <laughs> i love see, it i thought of everything <laughs> see this is the thing right you've just okay i'm gonna rip that little argument apart Ah, oh, it's great to bring four characters over from the Game Boy game over to this game. But who were those characters? Who were those characters, Dave? Do you know the names of them? Because no one else freaking did. Uh, no. no I, oh, exactly. Wait, wait, one of them... Ooh, one of them was... 
Oh, oh, I know one of them because it's it's my dad's name. One of them was Joe. I don't yeah, remember what exactly. he looked. I don't remember what he looked like, but he was an older guy. That's all I know. He's an older guy. <laughs> Well, he looks quite flamboyant in the um, the Mario Advance Tour version. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Four human characters. You've got Kid. Oh, they're fucking struggling for names there. Kid, yes. Kid. Who freaking goes, what's your name? Kid. As I was like, all right, okay. <laughs> Genius. Kid. Um, you've got Kid, Joe, Sherry, and Azalea. It's like awesome. Azalea. Oh, yeah, I'm looking it up now. Yeah, okay. So I remember the way these all these characters look, but I didn't remember their names i remember joe but not i just remember, oh wow he's got he's got a ponytail he's got sunglasses he's the he's the cool he's the cool guy man from 1998 like he, come on man <laughs> Fuck. i'm looking at the, i'm looking at the game boy advance version of this now right even they obviously didn't learn the lesson you've got extra human characters you've got putz yep. grace genius tiny yep. just freaking put more mario characters in I, I will tell you, though, I will tell you, I like a little old school joke where the big guy is named Tiny. Yeah, I like okay, it. you can, I yeah. Like <laughs> I'm I a simple like man. That. I'm a simple man. That's all I could say. <laughs> I do like that. That That's quite good. Okay, yeah, you can have that one. But that that's... Oh, fuck this. What Camelot thinking in that sense? They'll just put some random human characters in that have absolutely nothing to do with Mario. Yeah, I, I wonder... I wonder where that came from. I wonder if it was like, hey, we we need to fill it out. Can we use... I don't know who have Kirby or something, and they say no. Like I wonder if there was some restriction there, but um, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why that would be. It, it's not great. I agree. It would be nice to fill out the roster with you know Mario Party, Mario Kart type type roster. Yeah, it doesn't have to have 30 characters. Fair enough, but still, a, a few more would be nice. That would eliminate at least two of these random humans that we've never seen again can you imagine like <laughs> smash brothers the golf game oh jeez you've got like you got like metal and got a snake snake and samus snake and samus, samus teeing up that'd be great i would love that <laughs> to I be would fair love it. when you think about it that would be freaking awesome it would. it would and it doesn't have to be you know something like you have to have like a metroid course or anything you don't have to go all out just put the character put the put the model in there put the polygons in there let them swing like maybe her club could be the grapple but it would oh, be out and would look an like a club idea. yeah you know yeah like and then it just like retracts after she shoots like that'd be amazing that'd be so cool <laughs> that'd be so cool it's the gun it's the, it's the gun on her right arm it is isn't it so she Imagine, yeah imagine if yeah. she was a left-handed player it's like oh fuck <laughs> well i wonder if they would just like flip the character model you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah. would just do oh, that <laughs> oh it just happens that she's right-handed now uh, yeah you know, that'd be so much fun and the thing is uh, this game you said yeah it gave you a lot to play with because you had um match play where you can basically just do one-on-one you had tournaments which i thought were cool and you basically they're great i love the tournaments and yeah. you're against like 30 people including link including fox and you never see yep. any of them it's just basically you putting the best score you can and going up that leaderboard and i was like that is yep. that is golf in its purest form it is awesome agreed <laughs> it's good it's it's um oh that reminds me actually this is the one point that i wanted to make sure i made about this game is that so Mario Kart is a prime example. A lot of kart racing games, a lot of games from this era, uh, especially racing for sure, very much rubber banding. That's just built into yeah. the programming of these games, right? 
Mm-hmm. What's interesting about this game is that, for example, I was playing, I want to say it was the fourth course, whichever, the, the I think it's Yoshi's Island. I think that's the one after uh, the desert course. Yeah. Um, that's when the difficulty of the courses, I think, really starts to ramp up a lot more and more drastically mm. in, in a good way. I think it's still pretty good, like we mentioned. But so in the first, like, I want to say six holes, I didn't get any birdies the first time I played it. I hit, I think, maybe one bogey or something. So I wasn't doing great, right? Um, when I got to, like, the back nine and I was around hole 12, 13, I was like, okay, I got a couple more birdies. I'm at minus, let's say, minus two, something like that. The leader is at, like, minus eight and is on, like, the... 15th hole and i was just like well mathematically if this guy keeps it up like i have no chance i'll just go for the experience points if i come second third whatever i'll just play again right i always sort of like finish my round and stuff by the time i got to the 17th hole that person dropped to the same score as me i was only at minus three at that point and in the last hole because i got more birdies leading up to hole 18 yeah it, it, it like did like a reverse rubber banding where all of a sudden I was in the lead and I had no business being in the lead and then I won. I'm like, yeah, okay. He just, he just fell apart. He just yeah, like this fell apart. Yeah, he just collapsed. The pressure just like collapsed. I don't know if I don't know if it was if it was Mario or Yoshi, right? I can't remember who it was, but you know, it's just funny. You see the scoreboard at the end of your thing. I'm like, oh, I got a par. I I just missed that putt. I wish I got a birdie. Oh, if only I had a better drive, I could have got a yeah. birdie. And then the scorecard pops up at the end of the hole, and I'm like, oh, I gained a position. Oh. They must have got two. They must have got a double bogey. Okay, things are working out. And then all of a sudden, two holes later, I win. I'm like that. That doesn't. I don't. I don't love that. But also, it's nice I'll to take win. It. You know, I'll, I'll take it. I will take yeah. this. And that, that's what's so good is that you can yeah just do it again and just relax, play again, and yeah. just enjoy it. And then I suppose when you get later on, yeah, then the, probably the frustration comes up when you just miss a hole by an inch. You're like, oh, you fuck. Yeah, and, and, and that happens, but there's something about this. Like you said, though, everything else around it, like I didn't get, I didn't like get rage quit, like, you know, no, when I, I, when I missed I a putt that game. I should have got. Yeah, it was, it's nice. It's nice that that is there based on all the presentation that I think that's, that's really what it is. I think everything that surrounds the, the mechanics of the game itself make it totally fine. I can, I can, I can suck it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think if I was playing like Tiger Woods, then I would be pure rage quitting because it's built like that. You know, it's built to be more realistic to put you in the zone. But with this, I'm like, how can you get annoyed if baby Mario's just missed a little putt? How can you get annoyed with him? Exactly. You just want to give him a bit of a cuddle. You just, you just want to hold him close. Like, it's all right, buddy. You'll get birdie next time. It's all good. I believe in you. Yeah. But <laughs> it's like when you get that pressure shot as well, because you might get like it comes up and it goes sink to win or sink or lose. Oh, You're like, oh, yep. fuck. Yeah. Fuck. And then the music just kind of the music sounds is like a version of the underground levels. Yes. In the Mario games. It is. Which is yes. Great. Um, like the cave levels and underground and stuff. So that's it's sort of like a a remix version of those, which is awesome. Yeah. Pressure. <laughs> so like everything gets. Yeah, exactly. You're like, ooh, okay, I'm going to get this. Yeah, I'm going to take my time. And then I sunk a 40-foot putt. Suck it, Luigi. Boom. (laughs) You just want to see, like, yeah, Yoshi just walk up and smack Luigi and just go, (laughs) dickhead. Encouraging my ass. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all well and encouraging until we actually start pl- until we get to like, the later holes and then the yeah. real frustration builds. Do you know exactly. What? As if that's it. We, often I think when you play real golf, you often think 
the first tee shot is basically going to dictate how my day's going to go. Oh, and if you hit dude. it on the green, a nice shot, you're like, I'm going to have a lovely day. But if you go yep. straight away, and it's already, and if, if you shit at golf, and I'm shit, not the best at golf, there's a chance it's got to get to go out of bounds. It's like, oh, this is going to be a great day, isn't it? Yep, yep. Make sure make sure you bring a couple packs of balls with you because you might need them. <laughs> yeah. And I remember the last time I played, it was me, my brothers, my three brothers and my dad. And my dad was finished and he was like, where the fuck are you for? And the four of us were just dicking around like, da, 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 da. like we don't care. We're having fun. You do you, dad. You do you. At a certain, yeah, at a certain point, you kind of cross that line, right? If it's one of those really long days, you're just like, you know what? Let's just go for it. You know, let's play Mario Golf, but in real life, let's just go for it. You know, <laughs> speed golf. I know they put that in now. I know they yes. put that in. But imagine, oh, God, I don't think the N64 would have been able to handle it at the time. Like, uh, uh, yeah, fast. yeah. It, th- there's enough to do here. You know, even single player. I had a good time. I ended up um, uh, shelling out a few bucks to get the N64 expansion pack thing on my Switch. Um and I ended up playing a decent amount of it on that, but I also have the actual cartridge itself and everything. So, oh, you um, still yeah. got it? That's awesome. So I, I have, I have my original one, and then I found a really good. This is strange. I've gotten into sort of buying a couple of like my favorite N sixty four games, but the Japanese versions. Okay. And I found the Japanese version of this game, and and purchased it because like the box is awesome. It has great like art art style on it and stuff and i didn't play it i i I don't have like the adapter on my on my 64 to be able to uh sort of fit the different cartridge or whatever to read it and stuff but i i you know i love this game enough that that i'm i now own it in three different ways technically so (laughs) the japanese box is way better it's so cool i i like i like the north american one i like the you know the, the sort of typical one but it's one of the ones where it's it's just different enough and just cool enough that i was like yeah, I'll shell out a couple bucks to have something like this. I, I really like it. It's it's awesome. See, there's a, there's so basically for the I'm looking at the Japanese box and you've kind of got Mario to the right. He's like kind of faded, and then it's got like that silhouette shadow silhouette. But then it's got like Mario sixty or Golf you know, Mario Golf sixty four. But then it's got like a line going around it saying, "For all players hoping to touch the true entertainment." Yeah, but if, if you read that the wrong way, for all players hoping to touch, it's like. Touch what? Oh, to touch to, Mario. Okay. <laughs> touch to touch Mario. Yeah. Oh my. Is God. that what it says? Because I have no idea what it says. I just, yeah, I just yeah, like yeah. the way it looks. <laughs> oh, some of the adverts are so good. There's like a golf club. This is the American advertisement, and they've got a golf glove, and it's Mario's glove. Oh, that's superb. Yeah, it, it, it's it was one of those one. It's that Diddy Kong Racing. I got a copy of because I love that game and Banjo Kazooie. Those are the three that I got sort of like in one bundle of Japanese versions. Like these are games that I I played for years and years. And yeah, Mario Golf was one of them. So I it's this this is good, man. This is this is great that this was on the list. And I was like, I, the second you asked me, I was like, I saw that and went, yeah, a hundred percent. This one's that it, dibs. I'm taking dibs on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I yesterday purchased uh, a GameCube. Um, so I, I have my own game. I have a game. I'm sure I've still got my GameCube back in England, but I bought one yesterday off a friend. And now I want to get into the stage of buying or getting hold of old good games for the GameCube. And Mario mm-hmm. Golf, I'm going to go like Mario Golf Toadstool Tour is up there. I've never played it. Never played it before, but I swear. Me neither. I, I will. If I can find it. 
Again, I'm not. I'll make this very clear. I'm not going out paying hundreds of dollars per game. I'm just not doing yeah. that. But if I can yeah. find it unboxed, I will constantly be on the look for it. And I'm already looking at. There's no random shitty human characters getting. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> getting. Well, you ever need you ever need someone for the uh, for the the color and advanced version of this, of this game? I. I will start a new character. I will play that. I will take them, man. I love those games. I still have my original copies. Like I adore those games so much. Um, These three in that, in that, like I mentioned earlier in that period, these, these games mean so much to me. They're so fun. I used to play with against friends and and family and stuff. These, I love these games. So um, this, this was awesome to play again. (laughs) And honestly, now that I have it on the switch like this, it's going to be easier to sort of play multiple things at once and stuff. I'm going to pick it up and and unlock a character here, play around there or whatever. I'm a hundred percent going to go back to this because it's just, it, it, like I said, it took two seconds to kind of get, get my feel back for it. And once I did, I'm like, yep, riding a bike. I got this back in my hand. This is is, great. It is once you get your feel back for it, it's riding a bike. And yeah, the Nintendo switch is the perfect way to play this. I know you obviously got to pay a little bit more extra money. But yeah, I'm just going to pick it up. I'm going to play one hole here um, and then I'll just put it down for a minute. And that's why this game is so good. I, I think on the Switch, it's finally been realized how good this game is just yeah. because of its way. You can just put it down, pick it up, put it down. That's brilliant. Absolutely. Love yeah. It. And, and and like a sharper screen, a little bit brighter. Yeah. They sort of like, they, they kind of took some of the rougher edges, like literally the rougher edges and, and the graphics and stuff sort of, they... they the emulation of it is really, really good, and it looks really great um, on on a screen that is already a pretty damn good screen. So, uh, yeah, so it's it's a good way to play it. If you already have the expansion pack and haven't played this yet, I 100% think. I mean, we both do think that you should play this. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, if my friend, how are you? If you're scoring this out of ten, what are you giving it? Oh, um, I mean, part of this is going to come from nostalgia for sure, but this is a 9 out of 10 for me. I love this game. Wow, okay, 9 out of 10. I'm I'm going to give it 8.5, and the reason I'm giving it 8.5 and not higher is just because of those little things where, fuck you human characters. <laughs> sure, fair enough, man, fair enough. <laughs> and I just wish the greens were a little bit better. I just yeah. wish, I think if the I think if the greens were, were, were basically had that better grid pattern, this would be getting like a 9.5. And made, yeah. I get the human characters. I can, I can, I, you know, a joke and laugh about that. But it's the grid which really stops it being the game it could be. But I, yeah, I've got nostalgia for this game, and the fact looking at the North American uh, advert for it when we were talking says you can um, taunt your taunt your uh, opponents. I was like, that's even in the advert. Yes, we all <laughs> did it. And you know, I'm going to send this to a few of my mates to listen to, and I know they'll think the same thing because we've all played it. It was that it was our palate cleanser before we jump back into another sense of GoldenEye, but you never think you're going to play golf with your mates. Uh, okay, some people might argue that, but you might think, I'm, oh, I'm going to play a golf game with my mates. It's going to be really fun, but it was, and it, I, I am grateful to Mario because Camelot could have just made a really shit game, and I'm grateful that Nintendo let them do it. I wish Nintendo let people do this more often, and yeah, brilliant time, brilliant game. Yeah, they definitely could have half-assed this, and they clearly did not. No, that's great. Well, Dave, it has been an absolute pleasure once again having you. I've had such a great time, and I can't wait to have you back on again, my friend. Looking forward to it. These uh, these episodes and these games we've played have been a hell of a time. So uh, thanks again, man. All right. Take care, mate. Cheers. And that was episode 78 of Mario Golf for the N64. I really hoped you had a good time, and thank you, everyone, for staying by. 
thank you for Dave for coming on. I I like having Dave on. I think he's a really, really nice lad. And I can't wait till our next game. Oh, good God. I know what it is. It's been done, recorded. And oh, Until then, I hope everyone has a really good week. And I will see you all then. I've been Danny. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. <laughs>